Welcome to Franchise Marketing Radio, brought to you by SEO Samba, comprehensive high-performing marketing solutions for mature and emerging franchise brands. To supercharge your franchise marketing, go to seosamba.com. That's S-E-O-S-A-M-B-A dot com. Welcome to Franchise Marketing Radio. Stone Peyton Lee Cantor here with you this afternoon. Lee, this is going to be a fantastic show. Please join me in welcoming to the broadcast founder and CEO with Sobel, Jason Mazzarone. How are you, man? Good, guys. Thanks for having me. Well, Jason, before we get too far into things, tell us a little bit about Sobol. Um, what's that concept like? What do you, how are you serving folks? Yeah, so so uh, Sobol kind of came about uh, through a, a a desire to have kind of a healthy, quick option for breakfast and lunch. Uh, I was living out in San Diego and kind of stumbled upon these cool-looking purple bowls and piqued my interest and started eating them and uh, became a big fan. And when I moved home, nobody else was making them uh, locally. So we started making them uh, out of my family's little ice Italian ice shack. And you know, that was six years ago this past August. And we've since grown to 40 locations uh, across the U.S. and and been growing. So now what, what are the ingredients that are in a SoBowl? So, uh, you know, the main ingredient is, is, an, is the acai berry. Acai is a super fruit native to the Amazon. Uh, looks similar to a blueberry, but it's 80% seed, uh, grows off a palm tree similar to the way a, a wine grape would grow. Um, we kind of take those berries, pureed down, blend them uh, with some fresh fruit into a real thick smoothie. Uh, we parfait it with our signature recipe, granola, um, and then layer it with strawberries and blueberries and sliced banana, a sprinkle of coconut and a drizzle of honey for our original bowl. But we offer, uh, you know, many different uh, toppings from tropical fruits, mango and pineapple to super seeds like flax uh, and hemp seeds uh, to natural butters, uh, cashew butters and almond butter. So uh, while we have kind of that one base, it's a limitless options for, for how you like your bowl. There's no wrong way to eat an acai bowl, that's for sure. Now, is the person coming in there for a meal or are they coming in here for like kind of a between meal snack um what's the well, kind of the occasion and, and i think that's the beauty of the product uh, you know we get classified a lot as kind of frozen dessert uh just based on the product itself but it's, it's so much more than that we're one of the few products uh, and food options that you have that you could have for breakfast lunch uh snack or dinner uh we certainly see our biggest uh, day segment is probably the breakfast to lunch part uh, it's a great way to fuel up with some natural energy, um, feel good after you eat it to kind of get back after whatever you're doing, whether it's working out or, or just working. Um, you know, so it's good, good, clean products uh, that are part of kind of that healthier lifestyle, um, things that are good for you and, and made right there in front of you. Now, um, is it one of those products like um, for a while there was like a million the yogurt shops popping up, right? And at its core, yeah. yogurt is kind of a healthy choice. But then there's M&Ms yep. and gummies, and all of a sudden, it's like, you know, 40, it's like your day's worth of calories in your head. You're like, yeah. oh, that was a healthy choice, you know? Yeah. yeah. And that they're, they're fooling themselves. <laughs> so we've really tried to stay away from that. We definitely offer some 
some dessert type items. You know, we don't do chocolate sauce, but we have Nutella, you know, peanut butter, cookie butter, uh, those kind of things that, that you can sweeten it up with goji berries. So we've tried to play off of that a little bit, but, but keep the products, uh, more organic, uh, more natural with some, some antioxidants and benefits for you. And, you know, the big difference is I think yogurt really got classified as, as a dessert item and it's a delicious dessert item, but people don't typically go and eat dessert uh, out, you know, three, four times a week. And, and so our product, while similar in nature, certainly serves as something that can become part of a lifestyle that you can eat three or four times a week, make it part of your daily routine and, uh, and feel good about it. Because it is a kind of, it has a components of all healthy products. You can make it as healthy as you want it to be, right? Yeah, absolutely. And we're very uh, uh, diet, diet conscious. Uh, what I mean by that is we're dairy free. Uh, we use a gluten-free granola. We have nut-free options. Uh, if you take the honey off of it and substitute it with agave, we would be vegan. Uh, if not, we're vegetarian. So we're, we're kind of focused on that segment of people who are just kind of eating a little bit cleaner uh, and have some of those dietary restrictions or guidelines. And, and we're happy to give them a, a quick service, fast, casual environment to, to kind of be able to eat a little bit better um, and, and focus on some of those dietary needs. Now, what about from a caloric standpoint? Like how many calories is in a, a typical bowl? It's, it's a full meal. So we offer three different sizes. Um, you know, our kid size, um, our, which is a eight ounce, um, our regular original size, which is a 16 ounce kind of deli container. Uh, and then we offer uh, what was originally the Super Bowl was our, our 32 ounce shareable size um, that, uh, you would look at and say, that's way too big for any one human to eat. And when I found the acai bowls out in California, that's all they offered. Um, and, uh, you know, some places have started to offer the 16 ounce size, um, which would be kind of that 32 ounce split in half. Uh, and then we feel like we were the first ones to introduce that kid size bowl, that eight ounce, which is great for snacks or a light breakfast. Uh, but, but what's funny is that 32 ounce that it looks like no human being could possibly eat themselves. You'd be amazed at how many uh, 14, 15, 16-year-old girls come in and, and put one down in a matter of minutes, and you're like, where, where, where did that bowl go? Uh, <laughs> so I think every, you know, people are into different things and have different appetites, and it's certainly uh, an easy product to enjoy eating and feel good about yourself. From a, a caloric and nutritional standpoint, I think uh, there are a lot of modifiers that can change it. Um, you know, our our original granola comes with cashews and almonds, so uh, natural proteins in there. And you can add, um, you know, peanut butters to increase the proteins. If you're uh, worried about the sugar counts, you can get rid of that coconut, get rid of that honey. Uh, sometimes I'll take the strawberries off. Strawberries tend to be very, very sweet. Um, but from a, a calorie standpoint, our original bowl is going to be kind of similar to what a meal would be. So between that four and 500 calorie serving of our original 16 ounce bowl. And then so much of it comes down to uh, the various toppings that you add or, or, or subtract from it. So very customizable to kind of the diet and the things you want to focus on from a nutrition standpoint. And then, uh, but the, the, at, at the sub bowl experience doesn't just, uh, it doesn't have to be an acai bowl, right? You have other things, you have smoothies, no. you have soups. There's, yeah. there's a lot of offerings here that are beyond this, right? Yeah, so we kind of made our name with the acai bowl and specifically the granola that you know, I started making in my mom's kitchen uh, in the early days. Uh, we've since 
uh, introduced the Pattaya Bowl, which is a dragon fruit. Um, it's a little less sweet, um, has some different uh, components to it uh, from a nutritional standpoint. Um, we've recently uh, launched the Green Bowl, which is a, a kale and spinach-based bowl. Um, and then we, we offer a full line of smoothies, uh, no powder, no syrup. Everything's made with fresh fruit, no ice. Um, really trying to make sure we're getting the full nutrients out of, out of this, these, these products that we offer. Uh, and then as recently as this winter, you know, we're based out of the Northeast. We, we deal with some frigid winters. Uh, and so we have rolled out a line of soups, um, you know, that kind of fit really well with what we're trying to do. Again, uh, they're all natural soups, no preservatives. Uh, they're made fresh and delivered to us uh, from a facility. Um, so we feel really good about that offering. And this winter has been our first winter where we've offered that warm item. Uh, we're working on uh, on overnight oats and things of that nature to, to, again, kind of expand on our product line. But, you know, 70% of our sales are, are of the acai bowl, pataya bowl, green bowl. That, that's really what people are coming to us for. Um, which we're, which we're really excited. You know, we believe we have the best product in the business. Um, you know, our acai bowl, again, kind of going back to that granola, our secret recipe granola, um, is, is what sets us apart from many of our competitors. Um, it just has a great balance. The flavor profiles match really well. I, I come from a culinary background with culinary school out in San Diego. Uh, so I try anywhere I can to kind of use those skills that I've learned in, in handcrafting these bowls. Yeah, I think um, I have gone to one of the, not yours, but one of the acai bowl places, like an independent place, and it was fantastic. I We loved it. We went as a Great. group, and it was just the idea that you can have a healthy meal that you feel good about. It doesn't weigh you down. It's filled yep. with as many nutrients. You know, you can make it as healthy as you want it to be, and um, yep. I, I could see how people can eat there. I was on vacation, but I can see how people can eat there multiple times a week because you can kind of have the variety you want and feel good about it. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, and that's what we found is that people will customize their bowls to their liking. So they have great variety while still eating this easy, easy on the go item. You know, it's, it's in a bowl that you can walk, walk through town with, uh, that you can throw in your car, throw in your bag and bring, bring back home with you. Um, so it's, it's a convenience. It's got some obvious nutritional benefits to it. And, and what we believe the most important part is, is that it's downright delicious. Right. Now, um, when a potential franchisee, are, are they, when they find out about your offering, is this something that maybe they were down the road of a smoothie place or a yogurt place and then they see this and then they can see, oh, this is going to have way more occasions. I can see... Uh, more user, they might come back multiple times a week. Um, so are you getting some people that were thinking one way on their franchisee journey? And then once they become aware of this, then they're kind of their mind expands to your offering. Absolutely. I mean, people are, people are always interested in the food business as a whole. I think it's an exciting thing, especially for those who aren't part of the, the food service community to become a part of. It's a really uh, relatively simple process to enter the food business and learn uh, through these smoothies and bowls that we're making versus a full-fledged sit-down restaurant. Um, we've been also fortunate that that our launch has coincided with uh, the big social media and the technology where people are more aware of the different uh, food trends that are going on throughout the country. Uh, you know, when I found this out in San Diego, again, there was nobody doing it out here on the East Coast. 
Uh, now, you know, there's been an influx of people who are making their own bowls uh, and their own healthy smoothies and those kind of things. So I, I think that's amazing. Uh, but I think, yeah, from a franchising standpoint, people want to be kind of part of, of what's new and exciting in food. And I think that we've kind of nailed that and, and, uh, we've been able to get people who are excited. You know, the best franchisee is someone who's passionate about the product uh, and about our values, about eating healthier and, and, and giving a healthier option to their local communities. Th- those end up being the best franchisees for us. So now, um, how did you get that escape velocity when you took it from that uh, kind of the, the shop inside your parents' uh, ice house to where it is today, how did you kind of um, evangelize and get the word out and, and uh, get your initial franchisees? Yes, I mean, the, the best that form of advertising is word of mouth, and the best way to get word of mouth is to get people to try your bowl. So we were fortunate that when we opened our original location here on Long Island that nobody else was selling it and that we had set such a high standard uh, with our product and the ingredients that we used that, that we became a phenomenon here on Long Island. And you know, there's so many people, 3 million people plus here out on the island. And we were getting people from all over the place coming to our, our store to try our bowl and saying, we need one of these in our town. Um, and so I think that, that was a big piece of, of our early success of, of getting people interested and in being part of our system um, and bringing a soul bowl to their, their location. So getting to try it, uh, getting to hear about it, seeing all the buzz stuff going on on different social media platforms. Um, and then seeing that there was a need in so many of these local towns like there are throughout the country. So then um, how did you move from owning kind of a SoBowl to now training other people and supporting other people so they can be successful in their local market? Because yeah. those, those are two different things, really. For sure. And and that, that's been a, an evolving process. Uh, you know, couldn't be done. Can't do what we do without our amazing team here at Corporate. Uh, with our amazing franchisees who support the brand and push us to make it better. Uh, you know, we started with one location. We opened our second corporate store um, and realized very quickly that that this was a scalable model um, and that we needed to kind of iron out all the processes in order to scale it, whether we did it through corporate stores or through franchising. We were fortunate enough to be introduced to Steve Beagleman uh, from SMB Franchise Advisors, who gave us some some great insight into the the process that goes into franchising. And we felt like we were best suited to, to teach people the intellectual part of the business, to set them up for success, that we could help introduce people uh, to the food, quick service food industry through the acai bowls. Uh, and we've just been continuously dialing in all of our processes and, and trying to stay current. We're in the midst of updating all of our stores with digital menu boards. Uh, we've introduced our online ordering platforms uh, we've had to integrate with third-party delivery as that's become a huge part of the quick service food industry and the food industry as a whole. Uh, so it's, it's always an evolution. It's something we're always working on. Um, and, and early on when we first decided to franchise, I think you think that you have these great systems because they're working in your corporate locations. Franchising is a totally different beast. Uh, getting a franchisee to have that same high standard that we have and more importantly, getting their staff to have that same high standard that we have, that's been the challenge. And I give a lot of credit uh, to both my corporate team and the field reps who work every day and coaching these franchisees and their staffs and to the franchisees themselves who you know are working hard to make their customers and their communities happy and working with 
their young staffs. You know, one of the big challenges, and I think all quick service people deal with this, is that our workforce is comprised mostly of that 16 to 22-year-old age group. Uh, for many of them, it's their first job. Uh, even more of them, it's their first job in the food industry. And so we've really had to work hard in making sure they understand the standard. Um, I always like to say that the customer chooses to walk into our store and spend their hard-earned money with us and that we're going to choose to give them the best value and the best product and the best customer experience that we can. And so, you know, my background in the hospitality industry, I, I love being able to service somebody and get to see the, the instant reward of a smile on their face, uh, a thank you. Uh, and so we, we strive real hard to make sure that all locations are, are have that energy so that when our customers walk through the door, they feel really good about the experience that they're about to have. Now, when you were uh, deciding whether to be a franchisor or to do owner-operated stores and continue the expansion that way, what was kind of the pros and cons? I'd like you to share some of your thinking for that potential emerging franchise that's out there that's maybe thinking the same things you are. Yeah, so, you know, some of it was uh, being a little naive, to be honest, right? I, I had two locations. I had about 60 17, 18, 19 year olds working for me. Uh, and I said, boy, if I'm going to have 10 locations, that means I'm going to have 600 of these kids working for me. And I don't know, I don't know if I can do that. And so I said, I'd rather have 600 franchisees working for me, thinking our oh, franchisees will be adults and the, they'll know what to do. And we won't have to deal with some of these issues that we're dealing with. And uh, you quickly find out that there's just a whole new set of issues that you come into. Um, when dealing with franchisees who are kind of buying into your system, uh, you know, franchising is a very unique model where they own their own business and they invest lots of their own money and time, but they're running your system. Uh, and so we have to make sure that they're running the system to our standards. Uh, obviously, they want to see a return on their investment. Uh, they want to see an evolution of the brand, but we want to make sure that we kind of stick to our roots and say, hey, uh, you know, the food business, you could sell anything, right? But we want to focus on what we're best at. And that's the acai bowls and the smoothies uh, and giving people healthier alternatives um, in a quick service environment. So I think that the, the challenge for us was to find the right personalities, people who have an entrepreneurial spirit, but understand that there's a system to follow and that their best chance of success is to follow the system and they paid for it. And, and it's an advantage for them to have that kind of support and all the training that goes into it versus trying to go at it yourself. Now, are you finding that the, a good franchisee is an owner operator or is this something that uh, the systems are so strong that it can be run by absentee owners? Yeah. So uh, we're getting ready to open our 41st location. Uh, and we, we've got a bit of, of it across the map where we have a uh, multi brand uh, operators, people who are in multiple brands. Uh, we have people who are kind of strictly investors. Maybe they bought it for their, their children or have a, uh, an operating partner. And then we have people who are kind of those dreamers, the people who are looking to work for themselves and to be involved and really give back to their communities. Uh, we found that the most successful franchisees are the ones who are in their stores every day. Uh, nobody cares about your business like you do. Uh, nobody cares about your customers like you do. And while we all try very hard, and we'll continue to try very hard to get our workforce to feel that way and have a sense of ownership. The ones that are most successful for us, uh, and I don't know that this would be across the board, but for us are those people who are really invested in putting the time in uh, 
to meet their customers, to spend time with their staff um, and, and give back to their community. So I would say that the owner operators are the, are, have a, a more likely chance of being successful because they're hands-on, uh, because their staff know that they're in the trenches there with them. Um, they also have the best understanding of how the business works, uh, how a bowl is put together and minimizing the waste and product, uh, maximizing your labor and their time as labor is getting more and more expensive. Uh, so uh, again, I would say that those, those who are, are heavily involved in operating their locations have seen uh, either more success or faster success. So now how do you go about attracting more of those type people? Well, I, I think that, you know, we're, we're an open book and we really encourage prospects and people who are interested in joining our system to reach out and speak to our franchisees and we can give them kind of a heads up on, on who's doing what. I think, you know, one of the first questions we ask is that whether uh, they plan on operating the business themselves or whether they're looking for to do more of an absentee. Uh, I think those who are looking initially to develop multiple units are typically the ones who are making the investment into management um, in order to scale quickly to open multiple locations. And we always say if, if you're going to do that, that you, you have to understand you're going to make a bit less, but hopefully you're going to grow, um, grow your territory and, your, and develop multiple locations. Um, so, so for us, it is a vetting process, one that we're always honing in on. And as more and more stores open up, we're able to get more and more data about what works and what doesn't, what personality traits we're looking for when we're vetting franchisees. Um, so we're finding great success with, uh, I wouldn't, I don't know if you'd call them millennials, but those in their later twenties, early thirties, uh, who maybe have taken on corporate positions, aren't moving up the ladder, uh, quite as quickly as they'd like and are excited to kind of jump in head, head first and, and be a part of operating their stores. So I think that there's certainly something to that. And we have franchisees that, that range all through demographics, whether it's, you know, male, female, young, old, uh, experienced and inexperienced. So, uh, but what we're finding is there's a sweet spot of people who are still hungry to go out there and, and prove themselves and uh, to make a difference and to earn their own money. Um, and so we've seen a lot of success again with that. Um, you know, again, I don't know whether it's uh, Gen X or millennials or any of that, but uh, there's certainly those that are in their thirties that are, that are looking to create income for themselves that um, are looking to have a taste of, of success and be a business owner, um, but want the support of a franchise system and, and the brand. Well, you started in New York. Uh, is your expansion primarily in the East coast right now? So, uh, you know, originally it was it was solely on Long Island, again, trying to hone in uh, all the skills necessary to be a great franchisor and to, and to build a brand. And, and we've successfully, um, you know, opened 30 locations in the state of New York. Uh, we currently have five locations um, or uh, I'm sorry, four locations in Connecticut, uh, one in Beverly, Massachusetts, three in Pennsylvania, um, one open and operating in Florida. And next week, we're actually opening our first location in California. So uh, originally, the focus has been specifically in the in the Northeast and, and New York and uh, things that we can get to, you know, multiple stores in one day. And then as we've grown, we've, we've decided to take some chances uh, to try to grow our brand uh, into a national brand. Um, we currently have development deals underway um, down in Florida. Uh, Alpharetta, Georgia is preparing to open, uh, hopefully end of second quarter. Uh, so that'll be our first Georgia location. So you guys will be able to go out and try one of our bowls there. 
Uh, and then we have a lease signed in North Carolina, just outside of Raleigh. Uh, that's a three-unit development deal. Um, we have a, a deal in Virginia. They're in lease negotiations. So uh, we, we are more focused on the East Coast. Uh, we're open to expansion with the right partners and the right uh, development plan. Uh, but there's so many great towns uh, across America and specifically up and down the East Coast that we're excited to be part of. So uh, to, the short answer to your question is yes, we're, we're very focused on the East Coast. Uh, it's where our brand is strongest. Uh, it's where we have access to very easily either jump in our car, or jump in a plane and, and be able to be down to a store by lunchtime. So now if somebody wanted to learn more and have more substantive conversation about you and learn more about the brand, is there a website? Yeah. So our, our consumer site where our consumers go is called mysobel.com. Uh, if you're interested in franchising and think this would be a great fit for you and your family and, and to your local community, uh, our website is ownasobol.com. Uh, that'll kind of give you a, a brief description of, of our brand and what we're looking for and where we are and what our menu's about and what the finances look like. And you can right there on that website, fill out an inquiry uh, that'll go to our sales team. Uh, Robin Graff, who is our uh, director of sales and vice president of the company, uh, sits down and speaks with each inquiry. Uh, vetting them to see whether they're a good fit, answering any questions they may have. Um, and then if it seems like a good fit for them and for us, we scheduled the discovery day for uh, the, the entirety of the corporate team to get to meet the prospect uh, and then for them to go and travel and go eat some acai bowls and check out some different store layouts um, and, and decide whether this is really for them or not. And that's uh, Sobol, S-O-B-O-L, right? That's own a dot com. S-O-B-O-L dot com. Yeah. And then so own a dot com if you're interested in franchising. And if you're looking to just order an acai bowl or find a location near you, you can go to mysoulbowl.com. Good stuff, Jason. Thank you so much for sharing your story today. Thanks for having me, guys. All right. This is Lee Cantor for Stone Payton. We will see you all next time on Franchise Marketing Radio. 